I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus and I count it a great privilege to be back um, on this episode which is a continuation of what we began last week looking at the apostle and high priest of our profession. We saw that the chapter 3 started off with an instruction to consider which you saw as to look closely by way of drawing there purposefully, intentionally examining something uh, that is very vital which you found out to be the faithfulness of Jesus Christ who is the apostle and high priest of our confession. Um, it's going to be another exciting time as we look further on um, this personality Jesus Christ as an high priest and we trust that the almighty god himself will grant us illumination let us say what a prayer dear father thank you for the written word for the blessedness of your spirit we ask and receive that in the name of your son jesus that you will grant us entrance into your word illumination revelation is what we receive we pray that there's no confusion no contradiction uh, that you will take all of the glory leaving the blessings as ours in jesus mighty name we are praying hallelujah wow uh, we move a little bit further haven't considered the faithfulness of uh, the apostle and high priest of our profession and uh, modeling after him we saw at the latter part of chapter three that um we are supposed to look at um verse 14 for we have become partakers of christ if we owe the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end so we saw that and described it as faithfulness but looking at chapter 3 verse 1 particularly it says therefore holy brethren suggestive that there was an ongoing conversation which we need to quickly uncover in the previous chapter a good place that i want us to read for um, limit limit uh, in time is read from verse 14 of chapter 2 in as modern as the children have partaken of the flesh and blood himself likewise sharing the same that through death he might destroy more the power of death that is the devil and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage so through death he released those who were subject to bondage we all were subject to bondage um, under the influence of the devil right uh, we were children of disobedience in time past, as Paul recorded in Ephesians, and Christ came around. And but look closely from verse 17. He says, "Therefore, in all these things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be what a merciful and faithful high priest." So another thing we want to point out is, he's not only a faithful high priest; he's also a merciful high priest. And this you will see uh, by the fact that he said he is a f- merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make what? Propitiation for the sin of the people. So to make propitiation for the sin of his people in that he suffered himself, being tempted and is able to help all of us who are tempted. So we see that he is a merciful high priest. Like I said in uh, the last episode, that there's this comparison you see uh, in the book of Hebrew. And in this case, uh, one more thing that the writer of Hebrew wants to call attention to is the uniqueness of Christ Jesus. We have seen it relative to Moses, 
But again, let's see. There's been an high priest. Uh, there's been the system of priesthood uh, before Jesus came. And we need to uh, consider that, especially from Hebrews chapter 7. Since we say he's a merciful high priest. Let's see some very important facts that we need to consider. In a, um, Hebrews chapter 7, we see, um, particularly from verse 11, it says there is a Levitical priesthood. And that Levitical priesthood is after the order of Aaron, that is the descendant of Levi, right? Um, but this Jesus Christ we're looking at apparently did not come from the tribe of Levi. He came from the tribe of Judah, of whom Moses spoke nothing about priesthood, something worth considering. So we see his priesthood is after the order of Melchizedek not after the order of Aaron. Uh, in a subsequent episode, we are going to learn about uh, his priesthood after the order of Melchizedek. So I, I will not dwell so much on that as we uh, would see subsequently. We see that this other priesthood is without an oath. But we see the priesthood of Jesus as with an oath. Look at verse 20 and verse 21 of chapter 7. We see that the priesthood of Levi was of a fleshly commandment. So it's weak and unprofitable. But the priesthood that Jesus came after the order of Melchizedek is of an endless life. Uh, this previous priesthood is referred to as old, inferior. Right? But Christ, his priesthood is called better, superior, of a new covenant simply because it is one with an endless life is one that is unchangeable is one that is forever oh the other is prevented by death from continuing i mean the priest died and then they had to replace them another thing with the ironic priesthood is that sacrifice is offered daily uh, first for the priest then for the people but in christ's case is that high priest that is sinless spotless right innocent and he offered himself once and for all time well in the ironic priesthood men who were engaged in this priesthood they had weakness but guess what the son he has been perfected forever so there's so much that stands him out as superior higher right than the ironic priesthood and chapter 8 puts it this way hebrews chapter 8 it says that this exactly is the main point of what i'm talking about i'm reading the new king james he said now this is the main point of the things which we have been saying right that's what he's been speaking about from chapter 7 he says we have such a high priest we have so you can understand why he's told us to consider him chapter 3 we have such a high priest what kind of high priest let's find out he said the high priest who is seated at the right hand not the right side not i mean right hand means the place of authority he said who is seated at the authority of the throne of the majesty in the heaven he calls him a minister of the tap of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the lord erected and not man this high priest has something to offer like every other priest does but is hallelujah 
he has obtained a more excellent ministry. I'm reading verse 6. In as much as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. You see that comparison? Better covenant, better promises. So you know that this high priest is one that is worth considering. Hallelujah. A merciful one who took on the form of man. He went through all the struggle, everything. He was tempted just like as we were, and yet without sin. So he's one that we can bank upon. I remember in chapter 2, it says that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the things that pertains to God. Remember, it was God who appointed him, right? To make propitiation for the sin. So he's qualified. He became man, went through all, and he's such a compassionate high priest. Look, look at another way uh, the writer of Hebrews puts it in chapter 7, this time around from verse 26. He said, For such a high priest was fitting for us. Hallelujah. So we have a, a perfect high priest, right? Fitting, suitable for us. He said, Who is holy? Who is harmless? Who is on the fire, separated from sinners, and has become what higher than the heaven. Who does not need daily, as those high priests, to offer sacrifice first for his own sin and then for the people? For this he did once for all when he offered himself. Hallelujah. So, such a merciful and a faithful high priest we have in Christ Jesus. So, you understand why God is placing our heart at this season for us to see Jesus, for us to set our focus, to set our gaze on Jesus. Because he is able to save, look at it, look at it, chapter 3, chapter 2 rather, he said he himself for, in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to help, to aid, hallelujah, right? He is the help meet, he is able to aid. Those who are tempted, hallelujah. He is able. <laughs> we have him as a merciful and faithful high priest. So it's someone we should look at. Look closely at. Pay attention to. I mean, all the laws of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms, they spoke concerning him. I mean, all the, the Bible says. All scriptures are given by inspiration of the Almighty and they are profitable for doctrine, for reproof. Uh, it said that the man of God may be wise unto salvation. It, it, in short, if you flip back a little bit to that, um, that was uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, uh, if you flip back a bit to verse 15, it says, just one moment, I want to get it exactly. It says, and that from a childhood you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So you see that salvation, right? Remember our common salvation, our profession, our confession. We find it only through faith in this Christ Jesus, who is the apostle and high priest of our confession. There's a hymn that I want to close up with. 
He said, look to Jesus and leave. Look to Jesus and leave. Consider him. He said, just as the brazen serpent was erected and all those who look, they were saved. Today, Christ is the real thing, the real deal. Right? The mediator of the new, better, higher, greater, and perfected covenant. Look to him. Brothers, look to Jesus. Pray that the Lord will bless us. Watch out for subsequent episode uh, in the remaining part of this study. And uh, I trust that the Almighty God himself will bless you. Thank you very much and God bless you.